Jason, you good? Yep. Uh, Jason, you, you ain't ready for this shit. All right, ready? I said I was good. I didn't say I was ready. Okay. To a new world, gods and monsters. That's not what I want. I just want something fun. Jason, stick up for me. No. <laughs> the life of a cripple, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Thrill me. Movie. 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 Misfits. 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 It's very crappy, you know, but it's fun. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five of the movie Misfits. I am one of your hosts, Crippled Cody, and I'm joined by not one, but two lovely gentlemen. First, we're going to get the least of the popular one out of the way first, and that's John Spooky Rhodes. John, say something. Hello. Okay, that's good enough, John. But not last and not least, we've got Jason Thick Dick Gray. Jason, how do you like your new nickname? <laughs> Must we? Yes, we must. Jason, say something. Something. Great to know, Jason. So, Jason, before we get into today's episode, I've been seeing the comments. The reviews are in. All the people want to know, how thick is that dick? (laughs) I have no coherent response to that. (laughs) Thank you very much for that input, Jason. I guess all of our listeners will have to wait till another episode to get their answer. The truth is finally out there, and, and it's about time, all right? There's one of us that has a third leg, and uh, sadly, as much as I've bragged about it, it's not me. I'm just slightly above average. And I'm slightly below average, so <laughs> that leaves one, the only thick dick gray. Jason, I'm telling you, that's your motherfucking nickname from this point on. I, you're just going to have to live with it, buddy. We're going to have a petition at some point on this. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, all seriousness, welcome to another brand new episode of Movie Misfits. It is episode five. John, I have a little bit of a motherfucking bone to pick with you since you did the exact same thing to me a couple of episodes ago. Uh Uh-oh. On our last episode, we had a little bit of a talk about the Gremlins uh, franchise, and you proclaimed that gremlins 2 is rated r are you the one that's fucking handicapped here it's supposed to be me that's my gimmick john what the fuck were you smoking that night well first and foremost uh you were physically handicapped remember i have dyslexia so i'm mentally handicapped to some capacity (laughs) and apparently more so that night because i don't i don't know i've got no excuse i'm fucking retarded um in editing i heard that and i was just like oh fuck I'm an idiot. (laughs) Gremlins 2 is rated R. And, of course, (laughs) I I don't know that much about Gremlins, so I was just like, what? Really? And as I'm thinking about it in the moment, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this correct? Is is this really? But I didn't do no research on it. That was your forte. So, my God. Yeah. And, you know, rated R. That that's one of the things with us. You know, we're we're gonna come clean. We're gonna own up. And yeah, I fucked up. I freely admit it. And uh, I'll try and do better. I I don't know. What do you want from me? I, I made one little fuck up. Go fuck yourselves. I fucked up. I know. I'm an idiot. 
Gremlins 2 comes to theaters this Friday. Rated R. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But- hey, I just got to say real quick, if um the new PC crowd that we have, you know, in today's society, if they want to re-rate, uh, you know, Gremlins, both of them, it'll probably be rated R. Both of them. Mm, I don't know. I mean, the way films are rated now, I could see both of them getting PG-13 again. I mean, they're not that bad compared to a lot of the R yeah. films we're getting. That's Come true. On. Think yeah. about it. I mean, really. But um, so- real quick, I want to actually address this because I said on the previous episode that I would read a draft of Jason X and report back. Well, oh I found one of the rough drafts, you know, the not shooting script one, and I wanted to report back. I, I fully read it. And it's no better. Um, There are some differences. Uh, but it's not a good script. Um, the uh, biggest differences being that there there were some things written in that they clearly could not afford, like Jason fighting some of the kids in zero space and and a lot more hologram shit. And the the only really big character change that I noticed was KM was a lot more sexual. Uh, and they changed the relationship with like the professor and one of the students. But really, that was about it. Uh, it's still a really bad script. Jason was still somewhat scripted not to act like himself. And I, I don't know. Like, the dialogue was horrible throughout it. And really reading that, I'm surprised Todd Farmer still has a career writing because he couldn't spell Mike right. Every time he was saying, oh, they grabbed the mic, it was M-I-K-E. He's like, are you fucking serious? It's M-I-C. <laughs> it's a microphone. <laughs> okay. You know what? Get get through this quick, because I just want to get back to making dick jokes to Jason. <laughs> but, no, that's really all I have to say on it. It's a horrible script, so, like, there there was never any hope, and all the shit he said on commentaries and stuff like that of, oh, they didn't use my script, and I wanted to get back to, like, Alien and Dark... No, go fuck yourself. None of that was in the script. Not from any of the ones that I've been able to find or read. That's not true. But... Oh just so I'm not completely shitting all over him. Um, afterwards, I did read another script of his, his uh, Halloween 3D that was supposed to be a continuation of the Rob Zombie Halloween series. And I will freely admit that is one of the best scripts I've read. So good on you, Todd Farmer. That would have been an amazing follow-up. I only had minor, minor issues with it, but great, great fucking script. He's probably not listening right now. And he's probably off hanging out with the director of Jeepers Creepers. They probably kidnapped a couple of young boys. I'm willing to bet he's not listening because uh, he's blocked me on Facebook. So. Are you wow. serious? Yes. Yeah. We, the fuck? We, uh, we got into a heated debate. Um, and let's just say that I'm blocked. So. Oh, my God. Anyone who's listening, find Todd Farmer and get him to listen to this episode. I'd love to see a brand new debate with John Rhodes and Todd Farmer. Someone get that guy to pay attention to us. Start a debate. <laughs> Cause some controversy. God, are we done with the Jason X shit? I'm so fucking done with that. Well, yeah. God, yeah. It, I'm ready to get ahead. into this episode, man. I'm excited. Oh, my God. I, you know what? You can be excited all you want. As much as I want to get done with the fucking uh, Todd Farmer, Jason X bullshit, I just as badly want to get through this fucking episode to the very end. Today's episode, and I can't believe you two fuck nuts talked to me into being a part of this shit <laughs> episode, this shit subject. 
We are talking about summer horror films on this episode? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, it's summertime. Let's give the people some good horror films to go check out while they're sweating their fucking asses off. There is better writing going on in WWE right now than there is in this fucking show. Okay? <laughs> I blame you for that, John Rhodes. Every fucking episode, you whisper to me and Jason, like, no, so let you know, guys, that everyone's supposed to think that we're all three co-hosts. No one's supposed to know that I'm in charge of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you fucking say every episode. And this episode, I was like, John? I'm not sure if I want to fucking talk about summer horror. And you're like, we're going to talk about summer horror. <laughs> so I'm telling you guys, that's the type of laugh John Rhodes really has in real life. This is what you hear right now. This is not the real John Rhodes. He has the really maniacal laugh. And uh, so I wanted to keep my job on the show. And I reluctantly agreed. And I, you know, I would rather go back to the time where I got bullied in high school because I was born a disabled freak than to fucking talk about summer horror. But, you know, here I am with you two talking about summer horror. So, John, get the fuck to it. All right. Well, you know, you are so against this. But, I mean, let's just take a step back and look at what is the quintessential summer horror film, the one that I would have to say is my favorite, and I know Jason would probably say is his favorite, Jaws. I mean, come on. Jaws is fucking amazing. Do you guys not I, agree? I wouldn't know. I haven't watched that piece of shit film. Holy shit. Well, boy, do I have a surprise for you. you have a surprise for I me? have never seen Jaws. What the... What? <laughs> wow. Ah. Uh, okay, well... Mr. Oh. Thick Dick comes through for me. All right. Well, allow me to educate you motherfucking savages on this film, okay? So, I actually did research. I came prepared. That's so, one of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're supposed to be the research expert. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> Who gave you that idea? <laughs> I'm literally writing shit down while you're setting up the show five minutes before we record. <laughs> Have you been asking him to do the research, John, or, or have you been demanding him to do the research lately? Mm. When it's my turn, I do proper research. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, the situation is that apparently a great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. And he is going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey Beach. 1916, there were five, five people, people chewed up in the surf. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell, for Christ's sake. Look, sakes. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You, sh you should have seen him. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a Carcaridon Carcarius. It's a great white. Mr. Vaughn... What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Larry, Larry, if we make an effort today, oh, we might man. be able to save August. August? <laughs> for Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. So here it is. Jaws 
is a movie about a killer shark attacking people off the coast of New England. And it was fucking directed by a guy who had mostly done TV. He had one theatrical fucking release before this. And all of that sounds like a fucking recipe for a trashy B-monster movie. But it's not. This movie is fucking great. Jaws became a landmark in cinema history, guys. I mean, come on. It came out in June. And back then, June was a fucking dead period for films. Jaws hit number one at the box office and stayed there for 14 straight weeks. Okay? This movie grossed $470 million at the time. And today's money, that's over $2 billion worldwide. This monster movie came out in a highly political time, but it managed to beat all those fucking artsy movies with true great meaning. And I'm not saying they're bad movies. They're good movies. But it beat it because it's just pure fucking escapist entertainment. I mean, come on. Jaws created the summer blockbuster, a fucking horror movie about a shark eating people. A summer horror movie created the summer blockbuster. Well, wow. I mean, I guess there's no accounting for taste, but... Oh, I mean... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I have I, nothing I against the movie. I am just not a fan of animal attacking movies, with a few exceptions. Um, I really think you guys should give this one a chance, because I love it. I first saw it in the 80s. My parents rented it for me on VHS... And it actually got me afraid of deep water. Like, if you couldn't see what was underneath the water, it kind of scared me. And I hadn't seen it in its entirety in a long time. And I just got the 4K of it. And I watched it last night with the wife. And A, that is a fucking fabulous transfer. It looks great. And holy fuck, is that movie still effective. Uh, the tension throughout it... Uh, the shark, it all works. It works so fucking good. You said that you watched it with your wife last night? Absolutely. At what point did she fall asleep during it? <laughs> Actually, she didn't. Uh, which I was mildly surprised by because she usually does that during my movies. Oh, well, good on her, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Are you fucking done jerking off and jizzing to the thought of the movie Jaws? Like, oh, my God. I... I've heard things about the movie throughout the years. I heard that one of the reasons that the movie works so well is because the animatronic did not work well, and therefore they couldn't show the shark uh, too much on camera, and that's actually what helped the movie. Is that true? Yeah, because you get a lot more theater of the mind, is the way to put it. Like, your mind plays tricks, because a lot of it's shot from the shark's point of view, or you're just getting glimpses of it here and there. Or you'll see somebody swimming, and then all of a sudden, they go down, and there's just blood everywhere. So, it's played very coy until the third act, and then it's ramming the fucking boat and trying to eat everyone and eating people. And you get to see it in the third act, but it's kind of played old-school monster movie teased up until the third act. You know, I said this before we started recording, but I, I need to say it again. I did see Jaws Triple X, if that matters to anyone. And uh, <laughs> that was an okay movie. I know Jason Thickdick over there watched Jaws Triple X, right, Jason? No, but I have seen a movie called Trees. This movie 
while I haven't seen Jaws, this movie took the script of Jaws and replaced Shark with Pine Trees. I am not shitting you one bit. This is a movie that actually exists with killer pine trees. And it is, as near as I can tell from what I know from Jaws picking up everything about it just by its existence, it is exactly the same movie, just fucking pine trees. Is is that really your first attempt to convince Cody No, 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 that... no, no, no. That is not my first attempt. I just wanted to throw that out as okay. an example of okay. really bad stupidity. Just... If you want my first attempt at a summer horror movie, though. Uh... Yeah, let's convince him. Let's convince him that summer horror yeah. movies are fucking good. Let's just uh, dive right into the ocean. Ha ha ha. Oh, that was great. Good one. Thank you for humoring me. God, this episode sucks already. <laughs> uh, so there's one movie I watched really recently uh, called Berserker. It is this really fun movie about these young adults, 20-ish age, you know, that mid-college type of age. They're going off to a cabin to basically hang out for a week in the summer. It's a place where one of the kids hung out when he was younger, and there's this bear throughout the movie that you see people start dying, and it ends up tying into Norse mythology, and... It's a low-budget 80s flick. Uh, it has Buck Flower in it, who I think we've mentioned a few times. He was in The Thing and a bunch of other things. Fuck yeah, Buck Flower. If you saw Drunk Wino in the 1980s, it was played by Buck Flower. But yeah, it works in Norse mythology with the whole uh, Viking berserkers that they would send in to uh, raid villages. And it's it's got its slow points, but... It's a really interesting, not very well-known, kind of strange summer horror movie that's not bad. It's worth your time to check out, at least. In your that, opinion. How how are you fucking convincing him with that? Okay. All right. Yeah, that was weak, Jason. That was right. about as weak as my legs. <laughs> I, I, I gotta right. start out slow. We'll build the greatness. All right, I'm gonna toss some real quick at you. Before I actually start going a little in depth here, all right, and before I even start, I gave you all a huge list, and I can't take credit for that. That was actually my wife. My wife did that, and she actually has picks. So I'm going to to rattle off her picks, and then I'm going to quick fire some before I really get into some truly great ones. So uh, my wife's picks, real quick: uh, the Devil's Rejects. Green Inferno, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, OG, and Anaconda. Oh my god, I saw the look on your face when you said that last one. I, most of them seen, were great picks. Did you? Yeah, four out of five for uh, Sarah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever see the sequel to that Anaconda movie? I've seen the first two. Isn't there four sequels to it? Oh, um, maybe, yeah. Maybe there is. I I seen one sequel, and I mean, you know, like yeah. I I sat here on an episode and talked about how Doom Annihilation was a decent movie. So I guess <laughs> I guess I could sit here and say that uh, you know the Anaconda movies are not terrible if you want to turn it on the Sci Fi Channel at two in the afternoon once in a while. <laughs> um, the things I got to say about that list: uh, Devil's Rejects. Everyone likes that movie. Who's a horror fan? 
I and, and I think we've debated before about this, John, but I'm a much bigger fan of House of a Thousand Corpses than I am of Devil's Rejects. But with that being said, I do notice and realize that Devil's Rejects is the best of that trilogy. Um, also, Green Inferno. I do really like that movie. I feel like it's a fucking remake of Cannibal Holocaust to a certain extent in a weird kind of way. But I thought Green Inferno was a great movie. That was, um, oh man, I'm probably wrong about this. Was that an Eli Roth film? Yes, yes, it was. Okay. And I'm not sure, is there just one version of it? Because I watched the R-rated version on Cinemax and it felt a little censored, but maybe it, it was just how it was. Um, it was a great movie. I really like the Green Inferno. I almost feel like did they leave it open ended? Like they were gonna make another one, but they just never did. Yeah, so, I don't think it did particularly well at the box office, but that film shouldn't have been expected to. To be honest, does cannibal movies ever do good at the box office? Not that they I can. can for shock value, but we're so far beyond those days now. Yeah, I was right. gonna say there's not one that I can think of that has. Um, but back to convincing you, all right, real quick, I'm going to fire off some and then Jason, you can go again if you want, but I I will start actually trying to convince him with my personal favorites after this quick rapid fire session. Okay. Does this mean, does this mean you two are going to double team me? Oh, we're going to fucking double team you all night long, buddy. Give me just a tip. Okay, Jason. Uh (laughs) Since it's so thick. All right, go jump. All right. (laughs) Uh, rapid fire, real quick. Um, Predator. Ooh. Right? Independence Day. Ew. The Bay. Haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you need to. Uh, amazing found footage film. And this one has to speak to you, and it's one of my personal favorites, but I can't put it on the list because it's only a segment in an anthology film. Hint, hint. <sighs> it's the Raft segment in Creep Show 2. I remember that. That was good. Fucking I love that fuck, one. Did you seriously throw in Independence Day? Fuck yeah, I love Independence Day, man. You're trying to get me to quit this fucking show. This. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll redeem myself. Here's one of my actual picks because Jason gave one of his already. And I feel like I'm trying real hard here, but... Yeah, sure. <laughs> You threw out Independence Day, and you're like, I'm trying real hard here. You're half-masked right now. Go All ahead. Right. <laughs> the Burning. The Burning? It's from 1981? Uh, Yeah, right around there. 80, 81. Yeah, I thought it was 80, but okay. I love I this movie. I know I've seen it. I'm sorry. I know I've seen it, but I, God damn it, I just don't remember enough about it. I feel like that's the movie with the iconic scene where he's got, like, the overgrown, it's not scissors, but it's kind of like, hedge it shows him like uh, stabbing. Uh, hedge clippers. Yeah. Yes. I. That's all I fucking remember. It's <laughs> so, I don't know. I must not have liked it too much. But. Um, It's definitely worth a revisit. It's a groundskeeper at a summer camp. Uh, the kids play a prank on him and he gets scared and accidentally catches on fire. A la Freddy before Freddy. And he ends up going to a burn ward and is driven insane by the amount of pain he's in ends up returning to the camp for revenge a couple years later classic you know slasher setup but it's pretty fucking cool and we get some badass shit where tom zavini just going at it and the the raft scene that you mentioned where he's just going 
ape shit with those fucking shears chopping everyone up. Savini actually directed that sequence. It's masterful. The only thing that I will say that uh, could be improved upon is the conclusion, not just the third act. The actual conclusion of it uh, could be a little cleaner, a little better, but overall it's a fun fucking slasher and it's just a great one to put on in the summertime. I, I love it. Hey, um, I know you guys are going to think this is all going off subject, but um, have you ever seen, I think it came out in 2004, it's called Dead and Breakfast? Yes. They, I think so. I've heard of it at least. They did a quick death scene. I believe they kind of parodied or at least paid homage to that scene in The Burning, uh, where the killer kills someone with overgrown shears or whatever it was, just like in The Burning, I think. So I just wanted to bring that up. But yeah, that's one of mine. Uh, Jason, can you can you redeem yourself? Can you bring something better than Berserker? Try actually was a very strong contender for one of my top picks. Oh shit! All right, my bad. No, not a problem. Um, Jesus. well, another one. Before I get too far in, I do want to kind of throw out a couple honorable mentions because I forgot and skipped past that. <laughs> uh, the list you handed out to us, you had on there, Madman which is a fantastic movie, but I think should be disqualified because it takes place in October. Yeah, like I said, my wife put the list together. Um, I don't know if I took that one out or not when I tried to modify or go back and, and look it over, but yes, I do agree. Everyone's kind of wearing winter coats, and yeah. I think they even say that it's in fall, so yes, you're right. I mean, I won't lie. If it was summer... Again, it would be a very strong contender for uh, I, wait, my top. Pick. I love Madman. Wait, can you guys? Because I, I, it sounds familiar. What is Madman about? Oh Jesus! Wait, that's not the movie where there's um a, a woman takes a fucking hook to the vagina, is it? No. Okay, because there there is a different movie. Some woman got stabbed in the vagina, but I, don't know, I might just be talking about the last porno I watched. I don't know. <laughs> No, but Madman and Burning actually uh, go really well together because they were filmed at roughly the same time. And they were both being developed off the local uh, folklore of a, I think it was serial killer in the area called Cropsy. Yes. And Madman uh, decided to change their plot because of the conflict. I think oh. I got that right. Yeah, no, you did, because uh, I'm actually friends with the guy that played Madman, uh, Paul right. Ellers. Great guy. Fucking love him to death. Mm-hmm. Does he actually like you, though? Uh, I hope so. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've talked quite a bit. Unless he's just talking to me, you know, just being like, God, I hope this fucking kid buys something at a convention someday. Oh, it's his birthday again. God, this fucking... Happy birthday, John. Don't let me catch you in the woods. ha, ha, ha. He wants to catch you, John. But yeah, I really just wanted to toss out Madman because it's worth mentioning, but not quite right for this show. Right. But back to my actual picks. Uh, a movie I know you're familiar with, John, because we talked about it on another show just before Dawn. Oh, that came so close to making my list. Uh, for those not familiar, um, let me see how well I can remember this one because it has been a while. Um, once again, a bunch of kids jumping in an RV trying to go up into the woods to, uh, I think it's, once again, a place, uh, one of the characters went to as a kid. Uh, he actually inherited the that's property. That's right, that's right, the inheritance. And, yes. uh, 
there is the killer in the woods that doesn't want people coming up onto his property. And, you know, just your typical plot of trying to stay alive long enough for the cops to show up and deal with the problem. Even though they're not very helpful, like in most slashers. But this one has a nice twist, and I think they they play it pretty well with the slashers. Uh, Yeah. I enjoy it. That's a very good one. I'm surprised it took me so long to see it, but I'm really glad I did find it. Cool! I've never seen that one either. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Uh, that movie sounds like it sucks. All right. The other movies you guys talked about sounds like they suck. All I'm right, just all kidding. Right. Um, here's my second one. This is a very, very solid attempt. My next pick that should thoroughly convince you, Sleepaway Camp. I mean, this... Okay, I like that one. Right, this one screams summer. I mean, this one actually takes place at a fucking summer camp with a shit ton of kids. So we get awesome kills, really awesome practical effects with those kills. Um, we get the kids at camp bullshit mixed in with it. We get a cool mystery. And then that fucking ending is so infamous. Uh, it's definitely the kind of ending that makes you want to have a sex change. You know what I mean? <laughs> so two notes of the girl, uh, the main star of that film. Angela. Um, Number one, I got to meet her before at a convention. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk to her for too long, but she was nice. Damn it, I forgot what her name was. Do you know what her name is? Felissa Rose. Yes. Okay. I met her really nice. Note number two about her, and God damn it, I hope I'm not wrong about this. I'm pretty sure she is the actress that they have for Terrifier 2. Maybe not. No, she's, have... she's kind of had a resurgence. I mean, she was in Victor Crowley a couple years ago, so... Okay. You know, while we're doing this show, I'm going to have to research it real quick because I could have sworn I heard that she was playing a quick little part in the next Terrifier. I might be getting it wrong with another woman. I'm going to feel stupid if it's actually the no, woman. No, no, no. Played... I totally believe that because, like I said, she's kind of had this whole <laughs> little resurgence right now. She played uh, uh, the... God, oh, the agent in Victor Crowley... So, yeah, no, I I totally believe it, and I think her resurgence is kind of well-deserved. I mean, oh, God, Sleepaway Camp, The Return, <sighs> she was well, you know, in that, but that's a fucking horrible movie. I was just going to say, that's so horrible, I barely remember that I even seen it, and I don't remember a fucking thing about it. No, um... But Sleepaway 1 through 3, like, those are our classic movies. Those are good. Yeah, the first one, I think, is great. The second one's pretty good, and I think the third one's screwed over because it didn't have enough budget because they did 2 and 3 back-to-back pretty much. But I love how cheesy and and the plot line of 3, I just wish they had more money. See, eh. I don't know. Like, God, and it's going to open up a whole new can of worms with me saying this, but I'm going to say I think one of my biggest problems with the summer horror genre, subgenre, and the subject itself is there's too many easy choices. Like, you know, you have, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. You have most of the Friday the 13th movies. The All of these typical choices that everyone can name that they love or like or revere or anything like that. And I'm more of a let's talk about movies that not everyone knows about so when i think of summer horror i think to myself that's too fucking that's too easy that summer horror like stupid it just like 
Just like you two, you stupid! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait until we get to our favorites, because I think I have one that's going to surprise both of you guys for yeah. my personal favorite of all. And actually, after you two are done with your little convincing um, countdown for me, I actually do have a couple of movies uh, that came to my mind that I actually do like, so I'll discuss that at the end. All right, well, uh, Jason, you're up. Well, if you want something that no one has ever heard of and isn't... Texas Chainsaw number 27. I have got the movie for you. That is why I am on this show. I live amongst the obscure, (laughs) unknown, absolute garbage movies. That's true. (laughs) And for my final pick of this little discussion, I've got for you Bloodhook. Oh, I know that one. I've wanted to watch it. I haven't got the chance, but I I know what it is. This is a movie about some kids on the lake and a killer is going around murdering people with a giant oversized fishing hook and lure. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that part. Oh, it, it is absolutely absurd. Um, I genuinely love this movie. It is just so weird and offbeat. And a number of the people involved in it would go on to create mystery science theater 3000. Seriously. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, wow. it, it, it's cheesy, it's a little stupid because it's a giant fishing hook, and I have this fear that this might be the movie that Cody was trying to remember earlier with the hook in the vagina, but I can't say for certain. Blood hook. See, uh, the movie that I was thinking of, it was one of those movies that started out with a title, but then had a different title later on. It was on Shudder about a year or two ago. I just can't... Hmm couldn't remember what the name of it was but it was a typical you know this guy was in a raincoat and these you know these kids went up to a cabin you know the same typical shit but the death scenes were outrageous and there was Uh, one girl let me ask a a quick question do you remember if the killer was stopped when he got hit by a car and cut in two i don't remember is this lake nowhere lake nowhere yeah lake nowhere is that what you're that's a really cool movie it had a fucking, like, typical brutal name to it. One of those, like, slaughter something, or... <laughs> I, I think the movie you're thinking of, though, might be The Mutilator. Yes! That's what it is, The Mutilator. But it was called something different. Fall on Break. Shutter. Huh? Fall Break. Yes, okay, you got it. See, I, I was one. going to mention it at one point, but again, it's kind of fall and end of summer, so you could kind of oh. get away with it. You're right. That well, it wasn't in summer. Oh well. But a girl did get stabbed in the vagina, right? I mean, come I on. So. Sleepaway Camp had the uh, curling iron shoved up there. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. The mutilator. I I enjoyed that fucking movie. I'm glad you came up with it. Real quick here, and I'm not gonna go too far into it. It's not the subject. But Jason, I subscribe to a new app on my roku it's called the horror zone and um they specialize in just nothing but trash d-rated movies there's a movie on there called the amazing bulk have you heard of that one oh yes i have and i i watched a trailer for it oh my fucking god john this is a movie where these actors are just up against a green screen the entire movie and the background is nothing but like cheap digitally animated backgrounds Jason, help me explain it. Oh, it's basically an incredible Hulk ripoff, but he's purple and has no money for budget. Okay, like, so it sounds like Manborg or shit like that, yeah. right? Yes, that's, that's yeah. even shooting too high. 
Wow. Yes, but it's lower grade than Manborg. Yeah. Manborg was pretty shit. No, this is diarrhea shit. Oh, God. So, I'm, Jason, I'm glad that you knew what I was talking about. Because as soon as I saw that, I was like, you know what? Got to ask Mr. Thick Dick himself about this one. <laughs> so I had to. But anyway. Oh, you got one more, John? I, I do, and you make me feel like shit for saying it now. But uh, a pick I have to go with for Summer Horrors, Friday the 13th, the original. Um, I first saw it in the summertime. And I always think of that movie when it's first becoming summer, you know, and everything's turning green and all the birds. And it just reminds me of that movie so much. I end up watching it all the time. So, yeah. To me, this is just going to be a Cody exclusive opinion because I don't think anyone's going to agree with me on this. If I had to pick one of the Friday the 13th films that I felt was most summer-esque to me it would actually be part five. And I'm not just saying that because this is episode five. They're outside a lot more. They're doing this like summer camp program, you know, type of thing for the characters, right? Isn't that what part five was? Uh, Part five was the uh, uh, halfway house where Tommy gets taken. yes. Yes. But still, I know I'm thinking of the right one, though, because I'm growing up, I had a huge crush on that blonde girl, that the one that was supposed to get stabbed in the vagina. Oh, that does the robot? Yeah, and she was dancing that really fucking, like, rad song in part five. (laughs) Or whatever the fuck that song was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, she was hot back then. And best porn scenes in that movie, too. Anyway, um, I know that's why you like it. Yeah, yeah. Titties galore in that fucking movie, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, part five, that was the most summer-esque. The other ones, of course, take place in summer, too, before part five. But I don't know. Some about part five, maybe it's just because I watched that one a lot in the summertime. Part five really was peculiar to me. Like, you know, it's because that wasn't Jason. It was someone else. You know, it was the paramedic guy and all that shit. And I don't know. Then again, I liked the way Jason looked in that movie in the flashbacks oh. or not the flashbacks but you know in the in the little um delusions so. mm-hmm. and in the very beginning yeah you know? yeah he looks fucking great in those scenes i'll freely give you that one real quick here who was that kid in the opening of part five that wasn't Corey feldman was yeah. it yeah it was, Is it was yeah yeah it was filmed in his actual backyard Yep. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> real quick, is there a story behind that? Like, because they got him for the beginning of that? Or how did that work? <laughs> well, he was he was Tommy Jarvis in part four, and they wanted to continue with him in five, but he was too busy, and they could get him for, like, a day. So instead of being able to film everything with him, they had to rewrite it so he was older. So they just used a flashback scene and actually filmed it in his actual backyard. So basically his parents are standing at the fucking kitchen window as he's at the bushes like, ooh, Jason's right there and nothing's really there. <laughs> Out of all the scenes from Friday the 13th, all of them when I was a kid, which I would say that's up to part eight or nine, um, that's the scene that always stuck out to me. You know, it like that movie's not even about Jason per se, but there's something about a new beginning that I really fucking like. I don't know. It's so weird because I don't like it as a franchise entry. Like, oh my God, I don't mean to go on a rant, but it's like season of the witch, you know, uh, part three of Halloween. Like I like that movie as a standalone film, but I don't fucking like it as part of the Halloween franchise. That's the same thing with the new beginning. I like it a lot as a standalone film, but to say that it's part and it's smack dab in the middle of the Friday the 13th franchise, it's just weird. 
I don't know. Thick Dick, you got anything to go on on that? I think five would have fared better if they had continued on with some of the stuff they set up at the end of it. I agree. I think if Tommy yes. would have continued to be the killer, I think five would definitely hold up. But as it is, it's just kind of this weird anomaly because they're like, oh, fuck, this didn't work at all. Hurry, bring Jason back. Right. And that's my point, too. And I never understood that as a fucking kid. Like five, they insinuated that Tommy went insane and he's the killer now, which was perfect for how four ended and how five ended. They should have went with it on part six. I agree. That's what they should have. They could have somehow incorporated Jason in the story somehow, but Tommy Jarvis should have been the psychopath. I'm not sure if they should have used that actor, though, that they used for part six. He was a goody two-shoes motherfucker, in my opinion. I didn't like him. Uh, Tom Matthews? I don't know. He just he just didn't look the part. Like The guy that they used for part five, he was good. And, of course, Corey Feldman did a great job in part four. But this guy in part six... I don't know, man. He just, I, I didn't like him too much. He was just a weirdo to me. But because supposedly the character was in a, in a sale asylum or whatever it was. And, and he's just, I don't know, part six? Like, oh, God, I'm not going to harp on it. But yeah, that's how I feel about him. Um, I'm not going to so argue with you. Like it. <laughs> part five <laughs> definitely does feel summer. And I know you love it just because it feels like all the, you know, clips that you watch in your free time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'll actually disagree with you. I'm just going to stick with the Friday. I'm going to completely ignore Halloween. We'll get into that whole fucking shit show later. Yeah, but, that's another episode. Uh, I actually like Tom Matthews a little bit better than... Fuck, I can't remember the guy's name in part five. But it's not that he's a bad actor. I just think that what he was written to do was just so fucking monotone it's so hard to get into him in part five yes that's more fair to say is that the material that was written for him just wasn't good right real quick not to backtrack but so they had to um they had to hastily rewrite i've i don't know how much was really rewritten and, and how much of it was just like well he's 20 now yeah yeah i don't think man they like changed that much i mean maybe a few settings and uh situations because you know you want to have a 20 year old and a 15 year old doing the same sort of things but they wouldn't have to change too much to accommodate that yeah and if you really think about it with reggie there i mean they would have been practically the same age so that friendship would have made a whole lot more sense with reggie the reckless Mm -hmm. and you know the young tommy instead of 20 year old tommy and I tell you, I do like the characters in part five, and I'm glad you brought up Reggie because he, I thought he was kind of the star of the film. Oh, he, like, he was he fucking was, great. Yeah. He, I wish, I wish that actor would be more credited and, and, you know, more talked about, you know, cause he did great in part five. I, I wish somehow he would have came back like later on in the franchise, you know, <laughs> but part five, man, ditties. <laughs> That's all I can think about. <laughs> oh shit. You got anything else for us? Uh, I actually do. So, I knew we were going up against a wall here. I knew... Am I a wall? Yeah, you are. You're a crippled, mighty fucking wall that we had to fucking dismantle. We had to break you down and show you the greatness of summer horror. You fucking piece of shit. I'm going to wait till this show gets popular and then I'm going to I'm going to show all kinds of evidence for the cancel culture out there and you're going to get canceled, motherfucker. <laughs> but <laughs> I reached out 
on social media to some of our friends, some of our listeners, and they were kind enough to send in their favorite summer horror films. All right, so my wife is number one, and her pick is Tremors. Good pick. Right. Uh, It's all right. Heather Powell is next. Her pick is The Burning, which I agree. That's a very good one. Uh, David Garrett picked Return of the Living Dead, which, fuck yeah. I really like that one. Um, That's one of those movies that I didn't like as a kid because I wasn't into the whole zombie comedy thing. But as an adult, I have a lot of respect for Return of the Living Dead. Oh, it's so fucking good, and that ending's so fucking bleak. And then on top of it, Linnea Quigley. It's the perfect storm. I mean, it doesn't get much better at all than that. Oh. Yeah, that's a good pick. Good but uh, Lucas Dickinson picked Sleepaway Camp. Uh, this this guy, I'm not really sure who he is. Um, Cody Robinson? The fuck know. is that? Yeah, anyway... Uh, I heard he's not a good co-host on other shows. I did hear that. <laughs> all right. All right. I actually like Cody. Cody's been a friend of mine for quite some time, and he stepped in. He's co-host of Rabbit and Red. He's doing a great job. But, guys, I tried listening to your jerk-off episode of, oh, we're so great. Look at all the things we did. And I couldn't make it through it. I've tried twice now, and it's so fucking bad. The audio quality. And these are all people that I respect, that put out fucking quality, and god damn, you guys deserve so much better, because that show is iconic. <sighs> anyway, but Cody... will become more iconic in the future. Damn right. We've already got more iTunes reviews than them. <clears throat> <laughs> Cody did pick Sleepaway Camp 2 as his favorite. Uh, Jonathan Newcomer, he picked the OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which... God damn, that's a good movie. Uh, side note, real quick. I just watched um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, and today they had a video of, uh, I think it was Top 5 Horror Movies That Went Too Far was the title. Okay. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre was on there. I think it was either number two or number one on their list. The reason being is because that final girl uh, jumped through the window and actually legit cut herself and really mm. fucked herself up. Yeah. So in that final scene, when she's riding on the back of that, that vehicle and Leatherface is chased, that's her real blood, mm-hmm. I guess. And so I just saw that today. I just got reminded of that. So I just want to throw that out there. Oh, on God. The show. And if you see behind the scenes stuff of that, the chainsaw is real. Almost the entire time it's real. There's a fucking chain on it. I mean, where Leatherface falls and cuts himself, all they did was they put a metal strap around his leg and fucking put a real running chainsaw on his leg. Insane. Wow. Yeah. Also, I might be thinking of a different movie, but did I also hear that they used real human bones in that movie? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but commonly people talk about uh, Poltergeist, the other Hooper film. Oh, that's because, what it was. Yeah. That, that was the other one in that countdown video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was. One. Um. Yeah. Top five scary videos. People go check it out. It's a good show. It is. Yeah. It's a good channel. Uh, Tyler. Oh, you watch? I do. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Fuck yeah. That brunette's so hot that uh, her name is uh, Lucy. Oh, God, Lucy. Lucy, if you're listening to this, I love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Tyler. Tyler picked The Girl Next Door, which... Ooh. God damn, man. That's that's a oh fucking rough one. Oh, my God. 
I want to friend request that fucking guy. Who's that guy? Uh, Tyler Tato. No, we're talking about the the girl next door, the the rape film. Yes, that right? one. Oh my god, I made the mistake of watching that with like friends and family for the first time. That is such an uncomfortable film. Ugh. Yeah, Jason, Tyler. Tyler has that? some great picks, and goddamn, as soon as that one came up, is like, oh fuck, that one hurts I, just even reading it. I totally forgot that that one happened in summer. Yeah, I have and not seen that no, one. There, there's no redeemable qualities, like in a way, about that movie because there's no good ending. There's nothing good that happens no. in that film. It's just a fucking rape fest. No, it just makes oh. you feel horrible for having seen it. I felt embarrassed that I had, you know, people watching that with me. I watched that on Chiller, if anyone remembers that channel way back 10, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, it aired on its live channel, and the only thing they censored was the language. They didn't censor any of the rape. They didn't censor any of the, the violence. Yeah, the nudity got a little blurred. But, man, I pretty much seen all that that movie had to offer, and oh, my God. I don't have. I have nothing else to say about that movie. I I gotta rewatch it because it's the first time I watched it. It actually put me in tears at the end of it just because like I wasn't prepared uh, for how raw, how fucked up that movie was gonna be. I it, thought it was gonna be like. I, I'm sorry. I thought it was gonna be like I spit on your grave. I thought it was gonna have like a, a redeemable ending. No, it no. It just punches you right in the fucking soul. Yeah. Eh. That's it. I ain't got nothing else to say about it. All right, but on Thanks. a... On Thanks, a, Mr. Tato. Tater. <laughs> was it Tater Todd? Is that what the name was? No. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, making fun of people that are helping us out. What the fuck, you asshole? Anyway. <laughs> on a lighter note. <laughs> fucking... All right. Scott Crawford, he picked Sleepaway Camp 2 and Piranha 3D. Scott, you're cheating, but, you know, I'll allow it. They're both good. I like Piranha. There's two of them, right? Then there's a second one's called Piranha Double D, I yeah, think. Yeah, three Double D. Yeah, and isn't David Hasselhoff in both of them? Uh, just one of them. I think it's oh, just a sequel. He's just in the second one, okay. But those are, I really like the Piranha movies. They have just the right kind of humor to it, and the gross fact, it's, I like those movies a lot. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's see. Jill Ellis picked The Burning and Sleepaway Camp. Again, cheating, but, you know, they're good picks. David, oh, God. David Andrea picked Jaws and Friday the 13th, 2, 1, 4, and 3. That's really fucking cheating. You're just disqualified, David. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. that's that's not cool. All right. Hey, David, I don't like Friday the 13th Part 2 just because there's a cripple in that movie. It gets killed. That's anyway, a great no. movie. That's, uh Yeah, we'll, all jokes aside, I actually really like Part 2. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. But then our friends... At Exploding Heads, they answered as well. Dave Z, he said uh, Friday the 13th, part two. Uh, Christian Luciani, fucking Canuck bastard. Uh, He said Friday the 13th, and then he cheated and said Return of the Living Dead. So we're just going with Return of the Living Dead because great film. And fuck you, you goddamn Canuck. Uh, Does no one ever pick Return of the Living Dead, part two? No, fuck that movie. Uh, Okay. And then... Grimsby himself, Brandon Orlick, picked Sleepaway Camp 2 and Jaws. I'll allow that one, because me and Brandon are cool, and I like Jaws. Oh, such a good reason to, to let him slide, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a bully. No, I'm just kidding. 
Man, not a lot of diversity in those uh, choices. Mm. No, and you know what's awesome? My number one pick is none of the above, but uh, we're going to have to leave it at as a tease for right now. All right. So before we go to break, maybe I could just have a couple of minutes to talk about the summer movies that I actually do like. All right. Yes, we've convinced you. What are some? Come on, man. I'm so fucking thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) I want to first start off by telling you guys, because I've never really said this on a show before, but I try to watch at least one movie of a subject that we're talking about. Um, So I watched a movie today uh, and not surprising. No one has mentioned it yet. Called summer of 84. I love that movie. It's a fucking great movie. Like, and people, I'm going to be going into spoiler territory here. That's just what I do. Oh, well. Um, that movie had the balls to flat out tell you right in the beginning of it who the killer was, but made you think, no, we're lying. We're fucking with you. And then at the end of the movie, bam, it's the motherfucking same dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that movie. Um, I love that one because it plays out like an Amblin film. And then where the Amblin film would end, this one keeps going. And it's just like, you know what? No. Fuck you and your happy ending. I'm going to kill your best friend, and then I'm going to mutilate you. It's like, oh my fucking god. Uh, And that makes it more realistic. I love that movie. Such a great pick. There's not a sequel to that movie, is there? No, sadly not. Because I'm telling you, and I mean this in a good way, not as in, like, I'm ragging on it or anything. It made me feel like I was watching um, the new version of It. Like, chapter one of It. Because... You know, think about it. Those kids were fucking entertaining. Yeah. You know, may, maybe not quite as entertaining as it in some people's opinions. I really thought they were entertaining. But the way that the movie ended, it's like, you know what? They should make a summer of 94 because this kid was 15 and this one. So he'd be 25 and the sequel. And, you know, all the kids survived except for Pugsley or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> and um, so they could have just had an adult version of these characters it could have been just like it for chapter one and chapter two and and then you know in the sequel the retired cop that you know had his life taken from him by this spy kid will come back after them they should have done that um but then again i think summer of 84 just came out in 2018 so who knows maybe they're uh maybe they're gonna make another one but i did see that movie um we already covered other movies that i like such as piranha um the devil's rejects the green inferno i fucking love the green inferno um another movie that i grew up with that i'm not sure if i feel is an amazing movie but it was fun was definitely wrong turn and i'm gonna have to go ahead and say that wrong turn one and two were great films i love after that yeah uh, Joe Lynch, I think his name was, yes. uh, did number two. And in a weird kind of way, Wrong Turn 2 might actually be more entertaining than the first Wrong Turn in a, in a lot of ways. I'm not sure. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up, but, you know, Cabin Fever is a classic. I can't believe no one didn't bring that up or anything like that. Um, and then one more, because my favorite one is one we'll talk about after the break, but one more that I have that I fucking love and me and you have talked about so many times, John, is a Taurus Trap. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You might have a, a different opinion on it. Um, fuck you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and I won't go too deep into it because, you know, we got to get to the break here soon. But I I love Taurus Trap. It has such a rich 
atmosphere to it that's so creepy, especially with the fucking mannequins at the end of it. And and I don't know. I love Taurus Trap. It's not my number one all-time favorite summer horror film, um, but those are my honorable mentions, and uh, that's all I got for this stupid-ass subject. Taurus Trap is so unsettling. Right? But you mean that in a good way. Yes. Thank you. Before we go to break, could you put over that movie a little bit for me, please? Mr. Thick Dick. I actually only saw it for the first time a year or two ago. With Joe and, Bob. Yep. And it's just a really unique movie with kids going out. And uh, it's a motel that they come across, right? Is it? It was like a resort that was closed down. Yeah. Right, right, right. And the... Caretaker or or host of the location, whatever you want to call it, just gives this great unsettling vibe that builds and builds as people die. Like you said, there's the mannequins, and it's just trying to figure out what the hell is going on in this strange, unique movie. Right, right. And goddamn, Taurus Trap. If you read the description of that film to someone, right? And they just, they didn't know nothing about it. They never saw a clip. They never saw the movie. They just heard the description. They would think, oh, well, you know, that movie sounds okay, I guess. It doesn't sound nothing special. You know, something stupid like that. But you, if you actually watch that movie, oh, my God, it has such an incredible atmosphere. John, I don't care about your opinion of this movie. Shut up. <laughs> I I love this movie. Jason, if you watched it more, you would probably like it even more. This is for you. Nope. It's time. The party's over. Oh, you are so pretty. It's a shame you have to die. No! No! John, watch the movie again, man. Your opinions on it suck. I do need to watch it again. I will freely admit you guys are absolutely right. It is incredibly unique. And for myself, I watched it just like Jason for the first time with Joe Bob. And the opening kill, I was just left thinking, what the fuck? And then there were periods where I was, okay, so this is a mystery. And then I would just go right back into, what the fuck? So I, there was a lot of that going on. And then the, the chorus of mannequins at the end, it was just like, what in the actual fuck? So, yeah, that's that's my summation of the movie. Yeah, but what makes that movie great is it, it has so much what the fuck moments, but not so much that it takes it so over the top where it's like, OK, I'm out of this. Like you stay invested in the movie. It, yeah. keep, it keeps you grounded just enough. To want to stay to the end to see how it all ends and i will give you that and it didn't take it so far where i was just like all right you know what fuck this movie it never went that far with it right and the um the artwork for the film is pretty awesome i think yeah i hadn't seen tourist trap until a year ago but i always knew about the movie yeah but anyway i just wanted to uh wrap that up before you know we went to break uh but yeah tourist trap awesome movie everyone go see it john's opinion doesn't matter Unless anyone has anything else to say, Thick Dick, mm-hmm. you got anything else to say? Spooky nope. Dick, you got something to say? No, not right now. All right. Well, if you guys don't mind, we are going to take this to break for a little bit, and we will see you in just a couple of minutes. A couple minutes? It's like fucking 10 seconds. 
All time. right, let me say that again. And we will see all of you in just a sec. <laughs> dub it in, John. Dub it in. It, it wasn't as worse as when fucking Jason thought we were on episode whatever the fuck when we were on different fuck episode. Rising from the grave. <laughs> it's my <Bite> me. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Anyone actually need a break? I'm going to go pee due to boredom. I have to pee. (laughs) Well, it's not up to me. This is Jason's job. He's the one bringing it back, man. Oh, am I? Are you? Are you bringing it back, Jason? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. Is he? All right, bringing it back for episode six. Wait, no, that's not right. (laughs) Since when whoever fucking introduces the episode doesn't get to bring us back from the break, you son of a bitch. Well, usually uh, the next person to host takes us out, but I don't know. We fucked up the formula. It's anarchy, man. It's just fucking anarchy. I can roll with this. I had an idea actually in my head. Uh, Okay, we all set? Yep. Sure. Just when you thought it was safe to get back into podcasting, we're back for the second half of... Fuck me. <laughs> I had a good idea to just fell apart in my hand. We're the back for the second half, half of me. Fuck Me. Oh. See, John, this is why I told you I should have brought it back in, not Jason, but you know, you just had to go with Jason. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode five. I'm still your host, Cripple Cody, Thick Dick Jason over there, fucked up, coming back from the break, and we got John pulling the strings. <laughs> there, Jason, I did it for you. Jason, you still there? Are you okay, yeah. buddy? I'm here. He's just he's, disappointed. He's... He had such a great idea. We forgive you, Jason. It got away from me. It happens, man. It happens. Don't worry, man. I'm in a wheelchair. Everything gets away from me except government money. <sighs> And I had to script last week's intro, so, or, well, two weeks ago. Right. So, John, we are on our uh, second half of episode five. We doing a little roundtable? Roundtable, baby. Yeah. It's roundtable time! Did someone make a noise. Jason, make a noise. Whoop. 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 <laughs> Take it from here. I'm done. <laughs> uh, so, you want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? I, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Jason, do you want me to go first? I've already shown my complete lack of decision-making abilities in this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go ahead and go first real quick, since mine's going to be a quicker one than yours, John. Um, God, and I almost fucking brought this up during the first segment, but I'm glad I didn't. So... In this little subgenre of summer horror, if there is one movie that I fucking love above the rest, it's The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, I was going to say, if you say my pick, I'm going to fucking reach through this screen and slap your crippled fucking face. Man, the only bad thing about The Cabin in the Woods was the fucking trailer for it that gave away the, the secret of the movie. Right. That was, 
That was the only thing about it that sucked, and it wasn't even the movie's fault. So The Cabin in the Woods is such a good movie to where you can just have friends come over, sit down, I want to show you this movie. It's kind of like From Dusk Till Dawn. If you do not tell these people what this movie is actually going to be, they will be surprised by the time they see it. Maybe not so much From Dusk Till Dawn now because everyone knows that movie, but there was a time, you guys, when I could get people sit down and watch that movie. They're seeing Quentin Tarantino and they're seeing George Clooney and they're thinking, oh, this is like an action romp, right? And then before you know it, fucking vampires and teddy bar, motherfucker. But I digress. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, that's a movie that starts off as one thing, and by the end of it, oh my fucking god, the hand of God himself is fucking you up the ass. <laughs> I will freely admit, I saw this one twice in theaters, and the first time, I couldn't get over how many references there were in it. And they were so heavy on Evil Dead that I just couldn't get past it. Like... The, the one guy was dressed exactly like it. The cabin looks exactly like it. There's just so much that I was just sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And then the second time, I was able to just to watch it for what it was, and I really fucking enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I've gone back to this one quite a few times. I really enjoy this one. This is a, a fucking solid pick, man. And at uh, that point, you were probably like, well, of course it's very much like Evil Dead. That's kind of the prototypical Cabin in the Woods movie. Right. It was supposed to be so referential of that, and at first I just couldn't really get over it, but then I was able to realize what it was the second viewing, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not going to go on a big old rant about it. I just want to say that uh, you can't predict that movie. The, the fucking stoner guy becomes the voice of reason by the fucking end of the movie in a good way. Fucking Sigourney Weaver is in that movie, for Christ's sakes. Like, you know, like there's so much about that movie that just flips the horror genre in general on its head i'm surprised more top 10 lists and youtube channels that center around horror movies and just everything i'm surprised more people don't talk about the cabin in the woods no you're right and it's so fucking clever it's so well written uh, all the meta shit in it, it it's just it's so fucking good it does not get enough credit you're absolutely fucking right on that one i think also one of the reasons why like, people can get into it even if they're not going to catch all the meta stuff and all the references. Because, right. again, much like Taurus Trap doesn't go too over the top with the what-the-fuck moments, A Cabin in the Woods also doesn't go too over the top with the reference to the point where it makes you feel not included if you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because The Cabin in the Woods is, in fact, its own story. It's its own identity. It's so fucking good. I don't know what else to say about it. I know we're not giving ratings just yet, but for fucking five out of five, you guys. And I'm saying five out of five because this is an episode five, and five is my favorite fucking number. Five. Okay. <laughs> I can't add to that. You brought all the energy there, my man. Thank you. Thank you. That almost took you five minutes to say. <laughs> no, okay. Not when John's done editing. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you get John's going to have to edit a solid five minutes out of this podcast. <laughs> I will, be silence. I will be completely honest with you guys now. Uh, I am marveled at the amount that I cut out of episodes. So just for everyone's point of view, the raw file of Misfits in Space was over two and a half hours long. Just saying. <laughs> what? That is from the time that we all get on to the Skype call to the time that we end, motherfucker. 
That's not shit. No, you're fucking lying right now because that is the episodes themselves last from like an hour and 40 minutes to almost two hours, maybe a little bit more. But we're on the phone jerking each other off for an extra half an hour to 35 minutes. Don't even fuck with me like that. You don't cut that much out. You I, you cut me a little bit in episode one. And that was not even because of what I was saying. It was just because couldn't hear me. Fuck right. you. But no, I really am shocked at how much I do cut out. Um, I, It's you not that I don't like silence. I, I just, I like a good flow, man. Wait, do you censor me, motherfucker? No, 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 no. Uh, what I do is I fix your, 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 your constant fucking stammering. God damn it. You drive me what's, fucking insane with that, but... What's stammering? <laughs> the way you stumble over your fucking words half the time. Ugh. Oh, yes, yes. Which people will have no idea that happens all the time. Well, thanks to you, it doesn't happen. <laughs> God, I, we sound you, very professional. Yeah, thanks to you, John. I really <laughs> appreciate that. No, one of these days, I'll give you a reason to censor me, motherfucker. You just watch. I actually, uh, no, no, we won't get into that. Anyway, um, we're going to get into it after the episode's over because now I'm curious what the fuck you're going to say <laughs> after the episode. <laughs> but, go uh, ahead. no, that's a great pick. Um, Jason, do you want to go next or do you want me to go? Cause I'm actually, a little uh, I don't want to be punched in the face if I happen to take your pick. So you go next. All right. So I think that I'm safe. I think my pick is so off the wall that I'm safe. But if anyone was going to take it, it would be you, Jason, Mr. Thick Dick himself. It's, I love it's it. catching on, man. It just it just flows off the tongue. Jason Thick Dick Gray. It goes good. <laughs> All right. But but my pick is the final girls. Very good pick. You look perplexed. Do you not know that one, Crippled? No, I don't even think I've heard of the final oh. girls. All right. So mine is also a meta kind of horror comedy pick. The final girls is all about this daughter. Now her mother was an actress in an eighties horse slasher and she dies in a car wreck spoilers. And she gets tricked into going to a film festival where they're showing her mother's slasher film during this showing. There's a fire in the theater and to get out, they know there's an exit behind the screen. So they cut the screen and go through But what happens is, through the magic of cinema, they actually get transported into the 80s slasher movie. So, it's actually really cool. It's so cleverly written. Um, And I love all the details. Like how, once they're in the movie, everything looks so fake, but so beautiful on camera. Um, I love all the cliches. Uh, I fucking adore when things are going on in the film and the characters that are supposed to be in the film are acting as they would in the eighties. And then the people we're following our heroes are just like, what the fuck is going on? Like the flashback and how everything turns gray and they're, Oh my God, am I colorblind? And and shit like that, how they trip over like title cards. Um, here did this come out? 2015. Was it? Uh, sounds about right. The final 2015, right around there. It sounds very interesting. It sounds like something I would enjoy. Oh, it's really good. Um, the only thing that I would say that goes against it is they went with uh, PG-13 rating just because oh. it, it widened their audience. But I think if we could have got some of the gore and honestly, I don't even need the tit shot. 
because there there would only be one in the film. But I think that just make it feel more authentic to the 80s slasher film. Real quick here, an idea for a future episode, PG-13 horror movies we could talk about. Oh. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, we'll put it on the board of bullshit. I'll put a pin in it. Yeah. I was going to throw out a PG-13 horror movie that I like, but that's for another episode. But, um, yeah, this sounds decent. Like, I see, and that's the thing. Most movies, horror movies, to have a PG-13 rating to it, I skip over because I don't want to watch PG-13 horror movies. There's another Stammering uh, episode that you'll have to fix. But um, I don't know. So, But this one sounds good. I really like this one. Like, the characters are so well written. Like, you, you connect with them. Uh, it's really fucking funny. Um, and it feels authentic to an 80s slasher, almost. But like I said, they did censor themselves to get PG-13 to widen the audience, but, oh God, it's so good. And I, I hate and love that it ends on a cliffhanger because we'll never get that sequel, but God, I would love that fucking sequel. My only problem with it is that I felt it had issues trying to find its tone at times. It sometimes felt really? a little too funny. Uh, I see. No, I think that works because it's it's really two characters in it, and the one's just kind of a goofball, and the other one is supposed to be the comedic relief in the slasher right. film. But no, it's, it's definitely not a bad movie. It's definitely really high up there. And you know, I loved it when I first saw it. I think it made my top list of the year, and. I was trying to figure out what my absolute favorite one was. It's like, fuck, I remember that one when it came out. And I put it on right after Jaws. And I fucking loved it. It still hit all the beats. The only thing that I can say against it, and this was just me watching it with a very critical eye, a couple times in the background you'd notice shit. And it's just like, well, you know, that's just happens with a low-budget film. And that's not a big deal. Like, ooh, there's a, a fucking telephone line. Who gives a fuck? Or in the background, it looks like there's a wall or something. It's like, that's not a big deal. But when I'm watching it really critically, stuff like that stands out to me. But when you're talking writing, you're talking acting, you're, you're talking... Even the score is fucking great of this. Uh, it's all really, really well done. And, you know, I would normally nitpick the slasher's look, but... I think it kind of works for it because it is supposed to be like this cheesy, generic, underground kind of slasher film. You know, one of those ones is kind of forgotten, like a, yeah. like a Slumber Party Massacre or something like that. Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, Jesus Christ, what a movie. I didn't even watch the second one because the first one was just too... Ugh. I actually recently watched all three of them. I just I saw a picture or artwork for the second one. The second one, the killer has like a guitar or something. Is that yeah. what? The second yeah. One? I, at some point, if we actually start getting into retros, I wouldn't mind covering that one just to see if somebody can explain to me what the fuck is going on in two. I have an idea, but it still makes no sense to me. I'll watch part two if it's for an episode. Yeah. So. But Great. Uh, sorry, Jason. Did you have anything more on the final girls? No. No, Nothing more okay. to add there. Uh, so, nope, my but, final pick. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait, wait. Nope. Sorry, my, my rating for the final girls is actually uh, four and a half stars. I mean, like I said, it, it's it's not quite perfect. It's not quite at the level of Jaws. But I didn't want to go so cliche again because, you know, I did, you know, last episode with Alien. But right. I love this film. 
I really, really do. And it's one that I, I know I'm going to keep coming back to. So yeah, four and a half stars. Absolutely love it. If you haven't seen it, highly, highly fucking recommend you check it out. God, Jason, can the man get his rating out? You just want to cut him off like I do? Well, someone had to. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my final pick, unless anyone else wants to add anything else before I go. Nope. Um, it came down to two movies for me, and I was going back and forth right up until the end, and I decided to toss out one of them simply because it got a lot of mentions already on this show. And I am not going with Sleepaway Camp, which okay. is a summer movie I absolutely love. I think it nails the whole thing with the killer going around and getting revenge for things the kids are doing. It really nails that trope that a lot of people talk about. And that end twist is definitely memorable. But that's not my pick. I did want to briefly talk about it, though. And my favorite summer horror movie is friday the 13th part six what fuck yes i mean oh cool (laughs) why i do occasionally have good taste in movies i am so shocked because i was expecting you to have the crazy off the wall one and then i was so proud of myself that that was me and then you come hard with friday fucking six and oh bring it man let's let's hear Uh, it I have a few movies left to see for the first time in the franchise, but up to where I am, I kind of don't think the ones that I have left are going to top this one. Friday 6 is definitely one of my top movies of the franchise, and you do not get more summer horror movie than a Friday the 13th movie. For most of them, unless he's on his way to Manhattan or space. (laughs) Or to Elm Street. Uh, Yeah. But, uh... I really like it because it goes back to the summer camp theme and a little bit more within the city around the area because there's the stuff with the sheriff and uh, Tommy getting arrested. But the characters are all really likable. The kills are pretty creative. It's got a little bit of a sense of humor in it with the paintball guys going after Jason and he's just like, the fuck are you even trying to do here oh i love that reaction where they shoot him yes. and he just looks down and then looks up <laughs> but yeah i just really always come back to friday six since i saw it for the first time a couple years ago okay since you brought it up that rv kill i fucking Ooh, yes yeah that that's so good where he just smashes the chick's face into the side and yep. then rams that fucking knife right through court's head uh that's mm-hmm. a great one and then the shot of him standing on top of the flipped rv uh, yeah so good and the final fight really comes together uh ending on the lake But yeah, it brings kind of everything full circle with Drowning Jason in the Lake, and it's just a really solid movie in the franchise. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I know if you would have asked me years ago, this would have probably been my pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a solid film, and and one of the things I love about it is it actually puts kids in it. Yeah. There was some interesting things in Part 6, definitely. 
it's also not to take away from uh, Friday 2, which is really good, and Friday 4, which kind of ends that first opening arc of the first four movies. Right. 6 is also the one that really makes Jason definitively a supernatural creature, in my mind. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So part 6 is important, because that is the part that Jason's now a monster, officially. He's Frankenstein now. Yeah. I have a theory on this, and I'm half tempted to either say it now or save it if we ever cover Friday the 13th, because it'll probably get me a lot of hate, but I've always had this theory on Friday the 13th for over a decade now. But uh, if we're just going chronologically by the films, this is the first time that it's established that Jason is a supernatural monster. Yes. So I think I'll leave it at that, but mm, I hope we do Friday the 13th at some point, so... I can say this, and then you guys can tell me how fucking ridiculous and stupid I am for believing it. And we can also get some feedback from our listeners. Maybe episode 13, a full Friday the 13th episode about the entire franchise. (laughs) I don't know. That's actually a really good idea. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I'm sure some of our listeners will appreciate that, too. We've thrown out a couple of ideas in this episode for future episodes. Um, One of the scenes in Friday 6 that always had me talking was the scene with the kids in it sleeping and Jason comes in and gets real close to that one girl and then just backs off of her. And I never quite understood it. Is it because he sees himself as a kid? Sometimes I wonder, like... It's because you hear one of the counselors outside. But was he really going to kill her, though? You know, if there wasn't a counselor making a noise outside, like, he did not seem like he was about to kill that kid. I don't think so, because he's never really killed... Innocence. Right. Yeah, that's never been his M.O. He he always kills people that kind of deserve it or, you know, people that in a slasher film deserve it if you're sinning I, or whatever. I think it's safe to say he's never killed anyone that wasn't in his way. Because, yeah. come on, I'm sure some of our listeners will be able to point out some sort of person that got killed in the franchise that didn't deserve it, probably. Um, you know, for me, uh, what the fuck did the cripple do in part two that he, deserved he, the I mean, come on, man. He's crippled. So that, that was enough reason. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but I think it's more safe to say Jason doesn't kill anyone that is not entirely in his way or at least somewhat in his way. So, no, it, he wasn't um, in the position to kill her. Like, he didn't have his, like, knife up in the air ready to slash this girl. He just got real close to her and, like, you know, he was analyzing her because he walked past all the other kids as well. You know, he was looking for a specific person. He was looking for specific people and it wasn't the kid. So it did kind of add to this. Jason has a brain and he, you know, he has a motive and he's smarter than what, you know, the average uh, person might think he is within the movie universe. So. Right. And love it or hate it. It adds comedy to the franchise, too. And I think most of the comedy in this film works. Mm hmm. It's funny you guys mentioned the paintball scene. I hate that scene in this movie. I just, I think it's so fucking out of place. It's just so weird to me. I think My you, problem with it is that it goes on a bit too long. Yes. And I think you might actually like it if they didn't cut the death scene where you'd actually get to see him right. decapitate those three people. I bought a couple of different editions of a, like a full series DVD set or whatever. And I even bought one that has a miniature mask with it. 
I gave it to my midget friend, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, and it fits him perfectly. <laughs> I, forgot all, I forgot all about that shit, too. But uh, I've seen a lot of deleted scenes. And uh, you know what, guys? Maybe that's why I'm kind of sour a little tiny bit on the Friday the 13th franchise. It's not the movie's fault themselves. It's the MPAA's fault. You oh, know? Fucking MPAA and again, just that raped this whole- franchise. Yeah, that just that paintball scene, man, it's atrocious to me. So, <laughs> fuck it. But one thing that I have to point out is really kind of unique about this one is the atmosphere. I, I think Friday mm-hmm. Six has some great fucking atmosphere to it. Yeah, it does. I fucking love the opening when he comes back from the uh, you know lightning bolt and he, and he doesn't have the mask on. He fucking pulls that guy's heart out. Which, I'm surprised that death scene didn't get censored. Because that was a fucking gruesome scene, right? Um, Before he put his mask on, he looked great as a fucking monster. He he looked like Swamp Thing, almost in a weird kind of way, when they would go up to his eyes. Um, Yeah, and it had a good opening, too. Like, a good uh, animated opening of him slashing the screen. Oh, the fucking rip-off James Bond opening? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, part six has some its moments, but I'm sticking with what my opinion was in the first half of this episode, is that uh, the actor, it was the material that they gave him. And I don't know, I just don't know if he was right for this part. I don't Jason, do you think this was a perfect choice for this type of character? Uh, I can't really think of anything I had a problem with him about. Mm. Like I said, I, I think he's the better choice. And uh, the previous guy, I, uh, I want to say I read somewhere that he actually wasn't an option because he became a born again Christian and would do it. Ew. <laughs> but the f- wants to be that. Also, I I honestly kind of think that producers wanted to separate themselves a little bit because the reaction was so poor to Part Five that this almost <laughs> feels like a soft reboot. Like they're just kind of like mm, Part Five doesn't really exist. Like you yeah. can completely skip from four to six and not miss a fucking beat. That's true. Part five is an alternate universe movie. Pretty much. Yeah. With titties in it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Jason, we kind of took this from you a little bit. No, no, that was uh, perfectly fine. Did you like the part where they were um, the police chase scene and he had to have his face in that the blonde's crotch? Did you like that part? Yeah, it was okay. You know what? I'm a sucker for muscle cars and car chases and stuff, and I I actually really like that scene. And uh, something this one doesn't really get a credit for, I think the score is pretty fucking good in this one. I mean, it's got Alice Cooper, but not only Alice Cooper, there's like generic 80s hair metal bands that are fucking good songs in this. John, do you think we would get in trouble if we put that song, uh, just a little part of that song in this episode at the end of it, um, the song that played in the end credits of part six? Uh, the Alice Cooper oh, one? He's back. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man uh, behind the mask. <laughs> off? Don't say it. Don't off? even fucking say No, no, no. Uh, off, off the fucking record, you know, uh, last episode, you were busting my balls because I'm an Alice Cooper fan, and you were talking, oh, your fucking tattoos are melting. It's so hot. And I started doing, you know, Feed My Frankenstein. Well, you actually inspired me, and uh, my high school band, I, I started talking with them again. So I will see if we can actually get a recording of that. If we can do a cover, I will put that at the end of this of Alice Cooper's Man Behind the Mask. 
So maybe maybe we will have an underfunded superheroes cover of maybe. Man Behind the Mask. That sounds great to me, if that's possible. <laughs> you know, growing up, I did like the soundtrack. They had a cheesy song playing during that car chase scene, too, didn't they? I'm a sucker for 80s hair metal, so you say cheesy, I'm like, dude, that fucking song's awesome. I just don't remember it. I don't remember what that song was either. I remember Man Behind the Mask, but I don't remember the other one. You know what's funny is I'm 36, and at work, there are certain duties that we have where I can actually listen to music. I'm not supposed to, but I do. And I'm working with all these older women now, and they grew up in the 80s or before, and they're just looking at me like, why are you listening to, you know, fucking Poison and Motley Crue and all this? It's like... I fucking love this shit. Yeah, I'll also listen to uh, Ice Nine Kills and shit like that. You know, Slipknot and Metallica and great metal, but I love 80s hair metal. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, Would you guys say that it's safe to say that Friday Part 6 is the MTV version of Friday the 13th? And what I mean by that is like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, that was easily when the MTV-esque way of things came into horror movies, you know, it was cool by that point. Would you say that Friday the 13th Part 6 was the one where things started to get cool, you know, Jason started to get cool? Because let's be honest, that fucking scene where he's standing up on the sideways RV, like, they didn't have to fucking show that, but they showed it because it was cool, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. That's, that's I mean, actually a great was, point. And there was cool death scenes. You know, the axe throw, the, the fucking bending the sheriff all the way in half. I fucking like, love that forgot one. about that. That's a and, great and then, death. And then, like you guys mentioned, the RV deaths, which everyone loves those deaths, especially the face smash one. It just is the cool Friday the 13th movie, you know? And it was also the last one before uh, Kane Hodder took over as Jason for a while. Which, you know, I kind of wish you would have had this one, but that's just me. Who was it to play Jason in this one? Because he actually did a good job. C.J. Graham, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And Dan Bradley. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's two. There's a pudgy Jason, and then there's a tall, lanky Jason. Wait a minute. There's two guys that play Jason in this movie? Yes. Why? Because they cast, uh, did you say Dan Brown or some shit like that? Dan Bradley. Okay, so they cast Dan Bradley. And he just didn't work out. Like, they didn't like the way he worked, the way he looked, any of it. So they ended up and recast him, but they still used some of the footage. So, like, there are moments where you have kind of this pudgy-looking Jason, and then it'll cut, and then Jason grew, like, you know, six inches and lost, you know, 40 pounds. Yeah. I'm willing to bet the Dan Bradley scenes are the paintball fucking scene. I actually want to say you're right. <laughs> he looked fucking pudgy, and because that's in the light. So he and he looks super pudgy and that kind of reminds me of the Jason from part three. That Jason was pretty pudgy. I, I really like that Jason. I do too. If anything, it's part, fuck, we should be saving all this for the 13th episode. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Oh God. I don't know. Let's wrap this up before we talk too much about the entire franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, we got to do it. Episode 13, Friday the 13th, whole episode. Cause there's so much to say. Oh, so much. And I know that I'm going to have some unpopular opinions. Yeah, me too. All right, Jason, wrap it up, man. Tell us what you really think, rate it, and uh, 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah. So Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, I'll give it four out of five. Four out of five. Very solid. You should have said a six out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick before we go, um, not to steal this from anyone, closing it out, but uh, we are doing a giveaway, and I just want to promote this real quick. If you guys want to be entered into a chance to win the brand new Jaws 4K, all you have to do is jump on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review us. Honestly, just rate and review us, guys. Uh, Preferably five stars. That would be really fucking cool. I think we're worth it. There's some really shit podcasts that have five-star reviews, so come on. And we're giving away Jaws 4K, possibly more. And thank you to those people that have already fucking entered. So maybe by episode 10, we'll do the drawing. Yeah. And John, if I can add, I, maybe I'll even find my used copy of Jaws Triple X, and I might even throw that in there for people, too. You never know. <laughs> we want people to give us reviews. We want people to give us reviews, not blowjobs, right? Either or. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to scare people off, is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I would make sure he cleans it first, or at least his nurse cleans it first. Guys, I didn't nut on the fucking DVD case. What the (laughs) hell? Jesus. Anyway, guys, this was a great episode. Episode 5. Is there any closing things that any of us want to say before we close this out? I got nothing. Yeah, it's just fucking hot as shit. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. And, you know, maybe we gave you something fresh to look at. Hopefully next episode we'll have a better fucking topic than semi horror. This episode ain't getting five stars, I swear to God. Well, let's announce it. It's your pick. What, for episode six? Yeah. You just want to wing it in the moment? It's it's anthologies. What the fuck, man? Okay, you don't yeah, pay attention? I was just going to say, like, because I've been begging you to let us do anthologies for two fucking episodes now. So, yes, episode six, we are going to try out the topic of anthologies. Um, I would personally like, if anyone who listens to this episode, throw us out some ideas. I haven't seen every single anthology horror film. I'm sure Jason and John hasn't seen every single one of them. Throw us out some ideas. I have a couple of picks. I'm sure John and Jason have a couple of picks. We would love as much feedback and as much input from everyone as we could get. Absolutely. And, you know, to do that, just hit us up on Facebook. We have a group page, Movie Misfits. Ask, we'll accept you. Unless you have, like, a scammer page, you know. Your name has a bunch of letters that look like gibberish to me, and I click on your profile and you're just selling sunglasses or some shit. Or if you're a big-tittied blonde saying that you posted awesome hot videos a couple of days ago and giving us a link, we're not going to add you either to the fucking group. I mean, Cody might friend you, but we won't add you. Yeah, only if you're between the ages of 18 and 25 and you don't have any disgusting kids, then I'll <laughs> maybe I'll add you. So, anyway, guys, that's an episode. Episode 5, I had a blast. I loved it. Uh, yes. I love you. Oh, thank you. Somebody finally said it. God damn. Jason. I can't stand you. <laughs> Wait, me or John? Both of you. Jason. I Listen, before I came around, you had a piss poor nickname. Now you are known as Jason Thick Dick Gray. Can I get an amen? I mean, come on. I gave you the ancient cosmic entity. Thick Dick is a little better. 
Yeah, the ancient cosmic bullshit crap fest. That was so fucking stupid. Thick Dick Gray. That's your name from now on. Okay. I, I just gave him that one because I know he loves uh, Cthulhu. Well, I knew he would like people to know if he had a thick dick, too. And we're in podcast land. So if he says he has a thick dick, he has a thick dick. He does. I've seen it. Okay. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cutting that. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to episode five. And we will catch you on the next episode. Anthologies. We belong, Dan. Oh, God. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Give me a break. I, I didn't want to bring this up in the episode, but... I live amongst the obscure, unknown, absolute garbage. Oh, that is not an attractive face. <laughs> Who are you? With Moody Misfits. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Man, that was fun. Fucking seriously? It was something. (laughs) You need me to come over and rub you down or something? No. (laughs) You want to sit down and watch the amazing bulk together? Really do not. Even I don't want to go anywhere near that movie. (laughs) Okay, great. Take your goddamn shirt off now. Before we get there, man, check out this fucking awesome-ass shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. Keep it on. (laughs) I would, but it's really fucking warm in here. Oh, God, Jason, why is my ass so sweaty over here? Don't ask me. The absolute horror that is the incredible bulk. It's the amazing bulk. Whatever. (laughs) I'm gonna go get a drink while you do that. What the fuck? (laughs) That's what an STD looks like. (laughs) Thanos had a bad day. (laughs) Jesus. Jason, are you fucking done? Yep. (laughs) Thanks. God damn, I like those reviews. Right? Man, that's just fucking flattering as shit. Yeah. That just made my pee-pee hard. <laughs> I just want you guys to imagine that. Make sure you squint when you imagine it, Jason, because my pee-pee is so small. <laughs> I've only ever gotten pussy because I paid for it. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm soliciting for them, but still. Yeah. Mostly I just have female friends with loose vaginas that want to fuck everything around me but me. You know, you know that you know how that feels, Jason? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you have a thick dick if no girl wants to touch it, huh? It's like sometimes I'm mad that my penis is so fucking small, and then other times it's like, God damn, I just wish I could walk. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jason? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your wife I said hi, and she'll know what it means. Wouldn't it be great if the Pringles brand made, like, a Vicodin flavor, and then they could say, like, once you pop pills, you just can't stop? (laughs) Never mind. My family members would like it if they were still alive. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) That was more than I really needed to know. You better do up the nose.
racist horror films. And then my pick would probably be people under the fucking stairs, because holy shit is Wes Craven showing how racist he is in that. God, what was his name? Tater Salad? Taint? Mr. Tato? Tato? Tyler Tato. Tato, the company that uh, released Tetris illegally. Tato. (laughs) That's the one with the fire, right? Yes. Okay. I was really embarrassed if I was remembering the wrong movie. <laughs> Fucking vampires in teddy bar, motherfucker. You're the one that's late. <laughs> You're asking a dyslexic guy how to spell. We'll make them regret that soon enough. <laughs> Did I just see something behind me? Fuck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>